Living Your Legacy Today Instead of Someday, Episode 197. Are you ready to make your law firm a profit-generating machine that will free up your time and skyrocket your impact? With more than two decades of business growth experience and having proven that you can be successful while prioritizing your family and your impact, Introducing the Profit with Law podcast. I am your host, the creator of the firm differentiator 10x effect, Moshe Amsel. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of the Profit with Law podcast. I'm your host, Moshe Amsel, and today I wanted to talk about meaning, purpose, legacy, why you started your law firm in the first place, why you became a lawyer in the first place. Uh, what is the thing that you want to leave for your children, for your grandchildren, for the world around you, for your near, dear friends, for anybody who crosses paths with you? What is the thing that you want them to know about you, that you want them to talk about when you are gone? And I'm really excited to talk about this topic. I'm not excited about the story I'm going to share that really drove me to, dis- to choose this topic today. Um, but I think you're going to find interest in it and why I chose to talk about this today. Before I do that, just going to take a moment and cut to some words from our sponsors. Finding amazing employees is the toughest job for any business and especially for a law firm. You deserve to be the law firm owner you've always wanted to be, but you can't get there without a great team. Get Staffed Up helps you build your all-star team by staffing your law firm with incredible full-time offshore virtual assistants. Work with Get Staffed Up to save money and your biggest resource, time, while they find you the best English-speaking VAs in the world. Hashtag delegate your way to freedom. Learn more at www.getstaffedup.com forward slash VIP. As an attorney, you want to get more done for your clients while converting leads into new business. But your days are filled with drafting documents, meetings, court appearances, speaking with opposing counsel, and making sure no one falls through the cracks. This leaves you with little time to focus on your business. Meet Lawmatics the most powerful client intake and marketing automation CRM built for the modern law practice. With Lawmatics, you can win more business, impress clients, and be more efficient. Go to www.lawmatics.com to book your personalized demo and learn how Lawmatics can help you grow your firm. Thanks to our sponsor, Smith AI. Smith AI is a superior virtual receptionist service for small businesses. They specialize in working with solo and small law firms. I discovered Smith AI a couple of years ago and was blown away by the range of services, which are available at a cost any attorney, even those of you in the smallest solo practice, can afford. Their friendly receptionists respond to potential clients in English or Spanish, screen and schedule new leads, and even take payment for consults. The best part is they don't just handle these conversations by phone. They also have live agents and chatbots capturing leads on websites and via text message. If there's one growth hack to your practice, this is it. Smith's friendly gatekeepers can staff your front lines. They'll capture new leads while you work uninterrupted. You can finally have the peace of mind that while you're working, you're not missing out on future work. 
Plans start at just $210 a month for calls and $140 a month for chats. They even offer a totally free chatbot, so there's no excuse. Try Smith AI today and see for yourself why attorneys like Justy Nickel in Colorado say Smith AI receptionists are the secret to business growth and client happiness. Smith AI offers a free trial and podcast listeners can get an extra $100 discount with promo code ProfitLaw100. That's ProfitLaw100. Sign up and learn more at www.smith.ai. Trust me when I say, don't let another day go by. Try Smith AI. And we are back. So many of you know this, many of you do not, because I don't share it all the time, but I do talk about it. I am a paramedic. As a matter of fact, at the time that I'm recording this episode, I'm actually working at the medic station. Um, So sometimes I leave these solo episodes for last minute. Sometimes they're prepared well in advance. This is one of those last minute ones. I've been sitting on this topic um, uh, over the last couple of weeks, deciding whether it was too new, too raw for me to talk about, for me to publicize, for me to um, articulate. But because we're going to learn some lessons from the story, I have chosen to talk about it sooner rather than later. So a couple of weeks ago, March 23rd to be precise, I picked up a six-hour shift from 1 a.m. to 7 a.m. at our Medic 25 station, which covers the village of Spring Valley, New York. And I got into work. It was uh, about a quarter to 1 a.m. And uh, within minutes of walking through the door, we heard on the police scanner that they were getting sent to a place called Evergreen Home for Adults uh, in our area for suspected fire. And it became very apparent very quickly that this sounded like it was a legitimate call, a legitimate fire. Many fire calls are false alarms, and we EMS does not typically get sent to a fire unless it's a real structure fire. So we're hearing this unfold, and we realize that we're going to need to, uh, we're going to be sent there any moment. We quickly get ourselves together, get into the truck, and start making our way over to the scene. Now, Evergreen Home for Adults is not a nursing home. It's not an assisted living facility, but it is a home for um, the adult population that is uh, otherwise challenged in regular living. So uh, t- typically, um, a lot of uh, mentally challenged people, um, some of them a little bit um, disabled w- physically, but mostly um, mental disabilities um, living um, in the facility. But the facility itself is an old structure built in the early 1900s, completely out of wood. And any time that we would go there, it was always one of those things that we looked at each other and said, man, we hope that there's never a fire in this place because the hallways were narrow. The the elevators, you had to take two different elevators to get to the different areas of the building. Um, it, it just was, it was one of those structures that um, is a nightmare to navigate around when you have the lights on, let alone if there's an emergency there. Well, on this fateful night, uh, a fire had broken out in this building and we knew that this could not be, uh, could not have a good outcome. 
Um, unfortunately, the you know with with a wood structure, uh, there's nothing to keep it from burning. It would just um, go up quickly, and we knew how many uh, potential people were inside the facility had capacity for probably close to 200 people. And I don't want you to take anything I'm sharing as fact. Uh, I don't know the exact numbers. Um, and I'm sure that there's a lot of coverage, news coverage that you can Google and look at. Uh, but ultimately, we knew that we were walking into a situation where uh, there's a potential for a lot of loss of life, uh, a lot of se serious and significant injuries. And it was one of those calls where, you know, it's kind of like getting dispatched to a, a plane crash uh, where you just realize that this is going to be a long night and a lot of people are going to be counting on me tonight. And that's essentially what I was heading to. Now, when we got on scene, um, you know, I, words cannot describe the level of intensity of the fire in this building and how quickly... Um, it became that way. To, ma to make a long story a little bit shorter, uh, very quickly, a lot of the residents were evacuated. The fire department did a phenomenal job, um, and they literally were um, carrying people out, breaking windows, pulling people through the windows, um, the downstairs floors. And all in all, almost every resident was pulled out of that building. Finding amazing employees is the toughest job for any business and especially for a law firm. You deserve to be the law firm owner you've always wanted to be, but you can't get there without a great team. Get Staffed Up helps you build your all-star team by staffing your law firm with incredible full-time offshore virtual assistants. Work with Get Staffed Up to save money and your biggest resource, time, while they find you the best English-speaking VAs in the world. Hashtag delegate your way to freedom. Learn more at www.getstaffedup.com forward slash VIP. As an attorney, you want to get more done for your clients while converting leads into new business. But your days are filled with drafting documents, meetings, court appearances, speaking with opposing counsel, and making sure no one falls through the cracks. This leaves you with little time to focus on your business. Meet Lawmatics, the most powerful client intake and marketing automation CRM built for the modern law practice. With Lawmatics, you can win more business, impress clients, and be more efficient. Go to www.lawmatics.com to book your personalized demo and learn how Lawmatics can help you grow your firm. Thanks to our sponsor, Smith AI. Smith AI is a superior virtual receptionist service for small businesses. They specialize in working with solo and small law firms. I discovered Smith AI a couple of years ago and was blown away by the range of services, which are available at a cost any attorney, even those of you in the smallest solo practice can afford. Their friendly receptionists respond to potential clients in English or Spanish, screen and schedule new leads, and even take payment for consults. The best part is they don't just handle these conversations by phone. They also have live agents and chatbots capturing leads on websites and via text message. If there's one growth hack to your practice, this is it. Smith's friendly gatekeepers can staff your front lines. They'll capture new leads while you work uninterrupted. You can finally have the peace of mind that while you're working, you're not missing out on future work. 
Plans start at just $210 a month for calls and $140 a month for chats. They even offer a totally free chatbot, so there's no excuse. Try Smith AI today and see for yourself why attorneys like Justy Nickel in Colorado say Smith AI receptionists are the secret to business growth and client happiness. Smith AI offers a free trial and podcast listeners can get an extra $100 discount with promo code ProfitLaw100. That's ProfitLaw100. Sign up and learn more at www.smith.ai. Trust me when I say, don't let another day go by. Try Smith AI. There was one resident that was found to be in cardiac arrest um, who ended up dying. Uh, we, you know, one of our ambulance crews worked on that patient as they took him to the hospital. Another about 15 or so people were transported to the hospital with injuries. However, one thing that happened on this scene is really where I'm going with this story. So we're standing there outside the structure and, um, you know, we... Uh, we use different radio frequencies, EMS and fire. So we hear the fire uh, radio where nearby going off and you can hear somebody say mayday, mayday. And when somebody says mayday on a fire radio, on a fire ground, it's not good. It's a, it's a distress signal. It's saying, Hey, I'm trapped. I need help. Uh, You know, I can't get out on my own. So essentially what happened, uh, or well, we don't know exactly what happened, but what happened was one of the firefighters who had made multiple trips in and out of the building had saved countless lives already, um, had gone back in one more time and got separated from his partner, um, who was probably just a few feet away, away from him, uh, but opened a door to search for a victim and the room flashed over. And what that means is, is that what happens is, is rooms get uh, very, very hot and the fire is just waiting to ignite. And if you open a window or you open a door, that little extra air is all that the fire needs to make the entire room burst into flames. Uh, a flashover um, can be extremely scary, can be deadly. But in this case, we don't know exactly what happened, but somehow it trapped him. Um, and he could not get back out, couldn't get out of the building, couldn't get out of the fire. Um, and we spent the rest of the night. I, I ended up being there for 12 hours, uh, on that scene. And, you know, in the first 15, 20, 30 minutes, we're standing there. We're wondering if somehow miraculously he's going to be saved or somehow miraculously he's going to come out. But as we're standing there and we're seeing more and more of this building go up in flames, the rear, the the back side of the building, completely collapsed. Um, it reminded me of what it might have looked like for a little piece of the World Trade Center coming down. You know, like it wasn't. Uh, obviously, this building is nothing like the size and and um, massiveness of the World Trade Center. But uh, when the back of this building came down, this cloud of smoke and dust and debris when chasing after us uh who were you know the people who were standing uh on the back side of that building and you know we all we could think about was was that where this firefighter was is that was that where he you know he was he was missing and now he just got crushed or crumbled underneath that and we you know as time progressed we realized that 
there's just no way he's going to make it out. And unfortunately, he lost his life uh, in that fire. His name is Jared Lloyd. And he was 35 years old, left two kids behind, a four-year-old and a two-year-old. It's a very sad story and very, uh, you know, there's a GoFundMe page, fundraisers for him. Um, but I went to attend his funeral. And he had a amazing, respect, respectful funeral. Uh, if you're connected with me on my Facebook page, my personal Facebook page, um, I live streamed most of it. Uh, you can go there and watch it. Um, but what was interesting was that at his funeral, everybody talked about the type of person that he was and how fire being a firefighter, although it was a volunteer thing for him, that wasn't his job. That wasn't his job where he earned his income. That was the part of his life that lit him up. And that was what he loved doing. And he loved the idea of helping people and being able to go in in their time of need and to save them. And this was his legacy. And what was interesting was you could hear his family talking about him. And you can obviously they're pained that he's gone, the pain that they lost him. But they're talking about him like he you know, this is, uh, he, he died doing everything that he stood for and everything that he wanted. And really that moment of standing there and hearing about somebody who clearly didn't live the full life that he could have at 35 years old. Most people listening to this are probably past that age already. And to think that, you know, what if your life ended at 35? What would your legacy be? Have you created your legacy? Would your children know what you really stood for? Would your family know? You see, we go through every day and we say, oh, I'm just getting started. I've got my whole life ahead of me. I'm just getting started. I've got my whole life ahead of me. And the problem is, we don't know what our whole life is. We don't know when it... Now I know you're not a firefighter. I get that. But if this past year with the COVID pandemic has taught us anything, it has just highlighted the fact that we don't know when our time is going to be up. It can happen any which way. A plane could fall out of the sky and land on top of us. The building we're in could collapse. The car we're driving could be in an accident or we could simply have a heart attack. Now, I'm not sharing this to scare you and I'm not saying that you need to live every day like it's going to be your last, although it's probably not a, good, not a bad idea to go by that mantra. But the reason I'm sharing this and the reason why it really struck me as something that I needed to get behind the microphone and share this story with with you for is because 
just like in the last episode I talked about, well, the last solo episode, so last Tuesday, um, I spoke about happiness and I spoke about how we can spend our whole life talking about one day I will be happy and trying to achieve happiness through our accomplishments. And what I want to talk about today is that we can spend our whole life trying to get to the point where we can create our legacy. And what we really need to be doing is living our legacy in the things that we do every day. Every action we take, every decision we make has to be entrenched in our legacy, has to be built around our legacy, has to be entirely driven by what we want our legacy to be. So I ask you to look deep down inside your soul to really think about why did I become a lawyer? Why do I have my law firm? Why did I choose the practice area that I chose? Are those things that are part of my legacy, are those things that I want to be known for? Are those things that light me up that I go through every day and I know that because I am going through every day doing this, I am, I am building my legacy one day at a time in this process. If that's how you feel, if you're checking that box, then you're, you're doing well. You're good. Keep doing what you're doing. But if not, you need to look at that. You need to embrace that. You need to recognize that a legacy is not something that you suddenly have at the end. The legacy is the thing that you are building every day, day in and day out. If you want to be known as a if you want to be known as a kind person, you need to be kind to everybody every day. Kindness doesn't just happen one day when you're ready to leave your legacy. If you want to be known as a giving person, you have to be giving even when you don't have something to give. And I think that, you know, sometimes when I share a lesson, often when I share a lesson, it's because I needed that lesson myself. It's because I took that lesson for myself. And now I'm sharing that with you because if I was able to learn from this, you probably can too. One of the books that I love to talk about all the time, share it here on the podcast multiple times, I'll share it now again, is a book called Living Forward by Michael Hyatt and Daniel Harkavy. And in Living Forward, there's an exercise where you write your own eulogy. And you go through that exercise to help you get clear on what is it, what it is that you want to achieve in this world. What is the legacy you want to leave? What is the thing that you want people to say about you? And what I'm going to challenge you to do is to go and do that exercise. Do do the exercise of writing your own eulogy and then figure out how can I make sure that my daily actions are completely aligned 
with my eulogy so that if I were to die tomorrow or today or whatever, if I were to die today, people will be saying this eulogy for me today, not one day in the future. And that is a challenge. That is a true challenge to be able to make that happen. And it doesn't come by mistake. It comes through intention. Now, some of our attributes that we have are not, we're not intentionally doing them in order to have a legacy, but we are intentionally doing them because that's what makes us who we are. And understand that our legacy is exactly that. It's who we are. So make a list of the things that you want to be known for. And if you don't want, if you don't want to be known for somebody who is very short-tempered, then learn to control your temper. If you don't want to be known for somebody who is stingy, then learn to be giving. And if you don't want to know for somebody who's always upset or unhappy, then learn how to be happy and spend all of your time being happy, being kind, being generous, being giving. And when you start doing that day in and day out, people will start noticing and people will start saying, wow, that person's kind. Wow, that person is generous. Wow, that person is giving. I'm not choosing these attributes for, the, for you. I'm just using examples. You have to choose your own. And you know what? If you want to be short-tempered and you're okay with that and you want that to be your legacy, then you can continue to be short-tempered. There's nothing wrong with that because that's who you are and that's the legacy you're leaving. You just need to be okay with it. You just need to be intentional about it. You just need to know this is who I am and this is what they're going to say about me. This is what I'm teaching my children, my grandchildren, because they're going to look up to me and they're going to say, what kind of person was he? And they're going to learn from that. So if I could leave you with one parting word on this episode it's simply this don't spend your entire life creating a legacy that will one day be yours instead create your legacy every day and continue your legacy that you created today when you wake up tomorrow. And with that, I'll see you guys on Thursday with our next guest interview. And I hope that you appreciated and enjoyed this topic. If you did, please take a moment, share this episode with a friend, let somebody else hear it, let somebody else hear the message in it. It might be the right moment. It might be the right set of words that they need to hear right now. And you'd be helping me by spreading the word of this podcast, which I hope is providing a ton of value to you. Take care. Enjoy the rest of your week. Thank you for tuning into the Profit With Law podcast. Your feedback is extremely valuable to us as well as helping us reach more people with this valuable content. Please leave us a rating and review in your favorite podcast directory. Join us again next time when we are back with even more strategies to profit with law.